Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Adam Pullman, your host, fitness and nutrition coach, here to answer your questions. So if, if you don't know already, the show is listener-driven. So listeners just like you send in questions to have them answered here on the show, whether it's about health, fitness, nutrition. Really, there are uh, no limits within uh, that realm. So if you want to have your question answered, you can send it in on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. That's where you can find me. And then on my story every Sunday, you'll see a question box that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you want. And then I'll take a few of those questions and answer them here on the show. So that's how most of these episodes um, are, are are created. They come from, from questions that are sent in by listeners just like you. Sometimes we do standalone uh, episodes, and that's what we're going to be doing today. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, just an overall my overall thoughts and voice on supplements, what, what, to, what to look out for, what's good, what's not good, how to make sure you actually know what you're getting, stuff like that, okay? So make sure you tune into this episode for all things supplements. Now, if you want more information about health and fitness and you want to get more resources to improve your journey, you can get free guides at PullmanFitness.com slash free. We have stuff like a fat loss guide, a guide to building a better butt, better arms. We have all sorts of stuff for you. So that's at PullmanFitness.com slash free. Lastly, before we continue on, if you appreciate what I do here in the show and you would like to show your support, I consider or I invite you to check out our Eat More, Get Leaner ebook. This ebook is designed to completely transform your fat loss journey um, through the, the main method of speeding up and improving your metabolism. This ebook is only seven bucks, uh, but it's a great way for you to show your support. That way I can continue doing stuff like this and making podcast episodes, writing articles, creating free guides for you, stuff like that. So that's at PullmanFitness.com slash store. You can find that ebook there. Uh, that's all I've got for you. So let's start talking about supplements. So the other night I was on I was on the phone with with one of my friends uh, who also does a lot of the marketing here, uh, or does all the marketing. Who am I, who am I killing? She does all the marketing here at Pullman Fitness and uh, she was she was like, hey, have you done an episode like solely on supplements? And I didn't, I, I told her, I was like, I don't think I have. And if I have, it would have been a long time ago. I mean, at this point we have hundreds of episodes, so it's, it's kind of hard to to recall what we have and have not done unless it's within the last 10 episodes or so. Uh, it it kind of turns into a blur. So I was like, all right, you know what? Let's do a standalone uh, episode talking about supplements. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Now, she originally brought the topic up because she was looking at protein supplements, trying to figure out what would be beneficial for her. Uh, but before I talk about anything specific like protein or or collagen or, or branched chain amino acids, anything like that, I do want to make voice crack. I do want to make this uh, clear. Supplements unless there is a deficiency that cannot be met through food, are not necessary. And this is when all the supplement marketers and promoters on social media and TikTok and Instagram and all that bullshit are like, oh my gosh, blasphemy. But it's true, okay? The nutrients that you need are in food. And if for some reason your body can't get them from food, a supplement may be needed. But a lot of people go throughout their health and fitness journey 
thinking that they need protein to build like protein supplement to build muscle, thinking that they need branch uh, chain amino acids to recover, thinking that they need peptides, collagen peptides for, for better skin. Sorry, I couldn't help but laugh at that one. Um, thinking that they need creatine to see an improvement in their in their performance, okay? My whole outlook on this stuff is, is they're supplements. They can aid quite a bit when you have the building blocks taken care of, but when you for example, are, are, are not doing a good job of meeting your nutrient goals. Uh, maybe you're under eating, maybe you're severely overeating, your sleep is shitty, uh, your hormones are all out of whack, you're chronically stressed, uh, whatever it may be, when all of that stuff is going on, it's uh, frankly completely idiotic and illogical to think that a supplement is going to get you to your goals. The building blocks are far more important. The big rocks, what I like to call them. So there's I don't know if it's a YouTube video or some clip out there, but some professor is is filling the jar with all these little rocks, right? Like little pebbles. And then he illustrates how he can't like, he can't get the big rocks in there. But the big rocks are the stuff that are important. But if he puts the big rocks in first that fill up the glass and meet its needs as far as being filled, then the little rocks can go in and still have their place. So the big rocks are extremely important. And those are the things like getting quality sleep, getting uh, good nutrition, whether that means mostly whole foods or meeting your macronutrient goals or meeting your protein goals, whatever that looks like for you specifically and where you're at. Um, your, your exercise programming is another big one. A lot of people are so focused on exactly when they should have their protein shake. Meanwhile, their training program is probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire, in my entire life. Um, so those are the building blocks, the big rocks that you really, really need to focus on first before you even think about using a supplement or before you even <laughs> think about brainwashing yourself into believing that that supplement is necessary and it's the key that you've always been waiting for to get your to your to get you to your goals. So I just wanted to start out by making that clear because I know that's where I was when I first started training, when I first started getting into fitness seriously, I was taking pre-workout creatine, uh, protein and I, I, everything. I was taking branched chain amino acids, I was taking all these supplements, spending hundreds of dollars a month and it didn't do shit because I didn't have everything else in place. My training program was good but not the, not the best. Uh, my sleep was fine, uh, but I was over consuming calories. I was, I, my, my micronutrients were, were no good. I was not eating enough fruits and vegetables because I was so concerned with macronutrients. I didn't really care about that stuff. Um, thank God those days are over. So anyway, the point is I've been there. It's okay. Let's figure out what we can do to move forward. All right. And we can do that by remembering that the, the, the building blocks, the big rocks are the most important. All right. So with that said, Let's get into, <clears throat> first and foremost, I think we should get into some of the most popular supplements out there. I feel like it would be a waste of time for everybody, to, for, for us to go through every single supplement on the planet, nor do I want to give that time, if I'm being completely honest. Um, when everybody, you know, uses a, a single one or a combination of what, like five different supplements, all right? So I would say some of those, some of those supplements that are most commonly used are creatine, some sort of protein powder branch chain amino acids, um, pre-workout, and then collagen peptides are, are another big one. So what I want to do is go through those individually just briefly, that way I'm not taking all of your day, and just talk about <clears throat> what, what the purpose is, what the benefits are, whether it's worth it, stuff like that. So let's, I don't remember what order I set it in, but we're going to get through all of these. Uh, let's talk about creatine, creatine being that first supplement. Now, creatine, even though it's a supplement, is something that I actually highly recommend a majority of the time, okay, the, the what creatine does essentially is it brings more 
water and nutrients to your muscle cells, uh, and that helps them produce more ATP, okay, which is their energy source. And that can essentially convert to greater strength gains and greater performance in your workouts. Now, I think one misunderstanding that people have about creatine is that they take it and they expect to feel like they do when they have pre-workout. Or they expect to feel like they're on steroids and all of a sudden their bench press went up 100 pounds in the last month. Stuff like that isn't going to happen. You're not going to feel it. But what you will notice is that, you know, maybe this week or a couple weeks after you started taking it, that, you know, you're able to do one or two more reps with the same weight that you did before with that same amount of reps. So let's say you did 200 pounds for, uh, you know, a squat for a set of, of 10 reps and you were getting pretty fatigued at 10, but now you, you, you get to 10 and you feel like you can do at least 12 or 13. That stuff is kind of what you'll notice when you're taking creatine and, and focusing on your big rocks consistently. And those little changes over time can and will add up to allow you to have greater progress and see greater results, okay? So for that reason, I feel that creatine is extremely beneficial. And I'm also a big fan of it because it's one of the most widely studied, if not the most widely studied supplement on the market. Um, and it is one of the safest supplements on the market. So not only has it been deemed safe, but it's been deemed safe because it's been studied so many freaking times. Um, and it's really, really hard to, to misuse as long as you follow, you know, the, the daily recommended dose of whatever it may be on, on the, the package, but I believe it's three to five grams a day. It's, it's really hard to have that be a negative, you know, have that, have that be associated with negative health effects unless you're taking like five servings a day or something excessive over the daily recommended amount. So, um, and not to mention creatine is naturally produced in our, in uh, our body. So we make our own creatine. We can also get creatine from red meat, uh, as well, not in the amount that we would if we took a scoop of creatine, but we still get some creatine, uh, through food that way. So again, you know, it's not absolutely necessary. You don't need it to see progress, but it can help when you have all the other big uh, rocks taken care of. So big fan of creatine uh, in that regard. Now, the next one I want to talk about is protein powder. Okay, protein powder comes in many different forms. Um, we have whey, casein, egg protein, plant protein. And within that plant protein, we have tons of different things. You have oat protein, rice protein, pea protein, uh, quinoa protein. You have so much stuff, so many different protein options available for you in supplementation form. So whether you're an omnivore, a carnivore, or you are, you know, a, a vegan, a vegetarian, there are plenty of options out there for you that are completely realistic. Okay. So now the question is, which one is best? I mean, there's no doubt about it that whey is going to be um, better as far as digestibility. Um, I believe it's amino acid profile and score is better than most plant protein supplements, but that doesn't mean that if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you can't get the same benefits by going plant-based, okay? Um, but if you're someone that doesn't really care where it comes from, I would highly recommend that you do whey. Another thing to take into consideration is the, um, I believe it's the PDCAA score, protein digestibility something amino acid score. Um, and that is going to let you know basically how bioavailable, how easily your body will digest and absorb these amino acids that are in the protein. Uh, you might have to check this list because I haven't done so in a long, long time, but I believe that egg is first, something else is second. That's pretty uncommon. It might be soy actually, I'm not hundred percent sure, but egg, soy, and then I believe it's whey. Okay. So soy might actually be a better option in that regard, but you need to, you need to double check me on that one. Um, but you can look up the PDCAA uh, score. Maybe I can try to do it here as I'm talking. 
uh, try to look it up on my phone. Uh, obviously, I'm talking and doing this on the phone, so I'm not going to be able to, you know, have 10 different sites and help you figure out uh, which one is best, but we can try to figure out something. So yeah, protein digestibility corrected. That's it. Corrected amino acid score. So it's a method of evaluating, this is Wikipedia, the quality of protein based on the both amino acid requirements uh, of humans and their ability to digest it. So um, let's see if we can find a list here with the different types of protein to give you guys an idea. Um, now I'm looking at a few different ones um, just to make sure they're consistent. Let's see. Uh, some of them have different scores. Some of them have different scores. Uh, one here, Medallion Labs has casein being top. Um, oh, actually, they're not organized at all. That is of no freaking help. Uh, oh, here we go. So, yeah, egg, bovine milk, whey protein, uh, casein, beef, soy protein concentrate would actually be one of the closest after egg, bovine, and whey. So, that would be a good option if you're a vegan or a vegetarian. So coming in third, fourth, or fourth or fifth there. Anyway, I, I could talk about that all day, but you want to make sure you check that. So kind of lost my train of thought. But anyway, protein powder can be a useful tool to help you meet your daily protein needs. But again, it is not completely necessary. People get hung up, you know, for example, on what type of protein powder is best when they should take it. Meanwhile, they're under consuming their protein by 50%. They need to have 150 grams in a day and they're only getting whatever, you know, 75 grams of protein a day or even less. You guys would be um, shocked. If you haven't tracked your food, I highly recommend it just to see what you're actually doing. But the amount of people, I would say it's over 90% of people that are, that send in applications to work with me are under consuming protein in regards to optimizing uh, fat loss and building muscle. Now it's, it's enough to just get by and live, but I would say it's a not not enough to optimize the results and progress that you're trying to get. So taking a look at protein can be very helpful uh, and, and using a protein powder can help you get there. The only thing that I would, I would try to remind you of and aware you of is that uh, it's very easy for the protein powder to turn into a crutch. It's very easy for you to rely on that protein powder to feel like you need it to meet your daily needs. Uh, it's easy to make a smoothie uh, and it's a lot harder to make a steak. So it's, it, it can be easy to use it as a crutch. Be wary of that uh, and just be mindful as you begin to consume protein powder if you choose uh, to do so. Now, some things to look out for in your protein powder uh, is, is, is going to be uh, how many ingredients that are in there. Ultimately, you are buying the protein powder for the protein. So why in the world are you getting something that has 20 ingredients when it only needs to have one or two or five or less, I should say? I don't understand. So, you know, the protein I use, Clean Athlete, it's just whey protein isolate and like a soy, oh, how do you pronounce it? Lecithin? Lectin? Lectin? Um, for the texture. Just those two ingredients. That is literally it. There's nothing else in there. Whereas other protein powders, you'll see, you know, they got the protein, they have this filler and that filler, and they have artificial sweeteners, artificial colors, and all of that crap that's completely unnecessary. So... You want to look out for that. Uh, if you do choose to go whey, isolate is going to be a more pure form of, form of protein. It's going to have less carbs and less fat. And concentrate is going to have a little bit more carbs and a little bit more fat. Nothing crazy, but um, they will have a little bit of that in there. That's something to look out for. You're also going to want to look out for the sugar content. It's likely going to be low or zero because so many people use artificial sweeteners nowadays. But uh, in my opinion, even though studies show so far that 
Artificial sweeteners are likely safe. No one, we don't know what that looks like if you consume it every single day or multiple times a day for years and years and years. And in my opinion, it's always better to go natural than it is to go artificial. So, uh, you know, there are circumstances where you want to have a Diet Coke, have a damn Diet Coke. But if you're using something regularly, especially regularly, I mean, go natural instead of artificial. So that's what I would recommend looking at as far as ingredients. The, the, the fewer ingredients, the better. And then we'll get to the legitimacy of the quality of those ingredients uh, later on. Next, let's talk about branched chain amino acids. These pieces of shit are probably one of the most popular supplements on the market, and they're a complete waste, okay? They're they're marketed, and, and, sh- and the message is delivered uh, in a way that says, you know, we're, you're going to recover better, you're going to preserve muscle tissue better, make sure you're consuming these amino acids. But the majority of, oh, also here's a bunch of sucralose, aspartame, and uh, it's just going to make your water taste better. Next thing you know, you won't drink plain water because you're just drinking BCAAs all day, drinking nothing but sucralose. Um, sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. But and the people, the majority of people that have amino acids are consuming protein in general. And amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So if you are consuming protein and you're not extremely deficient in protein, there's no freaking need for these amino acids. It's a complete and utter waste. Now, the only time they have been shown to my knowledge to be beneficial are for um, vegans and vegetarians especially that under-consume protein. Like not even from a fat loss and muscle building perspective, but just from a, a uh, longevity and quality of life perspective, a health perspective. There are people, because they don't choose to eat meat, and because living vegan or vegetarian takes a lot more planning, they tend to create protein deficiencies. And having amino acids has been shown to help those people. But so would, you know, just getting another serving or two of protein in the day. So I I never, I never have recommended branched chain amino acids ever since I actually looked into the research on them. Uh, and they're so expensive. They're so freaking expensive. In my opinion... You're wasting your money uh, and you're wasting your energy, okay? Much better to use that money to get some extra protein from whole natural foods or whatever else it may be. Next, let's talk about pre-workouts. Pre-workouts are obviously super popular because you feel like you're this, you're Superman when you have pre-workouts. Uh, you feel extremely energized. Sometimes you get the tingly feeling from the beta alanine. That makes you feel good. You feel a little hotter from the niacin uh, in there. And that helps people go into a completely different mode when they are working out. And they can lift more, they can uh, get better gains, and that's all good and well. I'm all for that. But the problem is people become reliant on pre-workouts. They won't go to the gym unless they've had their pre-workout. They, they, they don't want to work out unless they've had their pre-workout. They feel like they need their pre-workout in order to go to the gym. That is very bad. That is very, very bad. Uh, you know, it's, it reminds me of the person that, fe- that jokingly talks about how much they need coffee, but... They're not acknowledging the fact that they actually have an addiction and probably have some stuff going on health-wise, which makes them feel like they need a coffee to get to normal. You should already feel like you have the energy to go to the gym, okay? It's not going to happen 100% of the time. There are going to be days where your nutrition is off. There are going to be days where you're just dragging and a little pre-workout can help, fine, whatever. But you should not always feel like you need that pre-workout in order to go to the gym and crush it. You should be able to muster that up through self-discipline on its own. Um, and and trust me, I, I would have just scoffed at this when or shrugged this off when I was younger because I use a lot of pre-workouts too. 
and I started getting major, major uh, headaches in my in, in the back of my head going down to my neck. I still don't know if that was because of the pre-workout or something I was dealing with at the time. I have no idea. Um, but that, that then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop taking pre-workouts, see if that helps. It did. Again, I don't know if it's exactly the pre-workout or whatnot, or if maybe I just had some sort of really, really bad, um, you know, next, neck, not next sprain, but like a knot or something that, or a crank that the nerve, you know, somehow, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, but I stopped taking them, felt better and then realized over time, okay, sure. My, I don't feel as amped as I normally do to go to the gym and work out, but within an exercise or two, I'm in it and I'm ready to go. So why would I be spending, you know, $40, $50 on a, on a, on a can of this just to feel like I can go to the gym in my eyes, that's not the model of health. That's not good health, nor is that good relationship with exercise. Okay. So I would take that into consideration. Now, if you want to use pre-workouts, I'm not telling you not to, it's completely up to you. They can definitely help. I mean, caffeine is a huge performance enhancer. Um, and as far as, you know, the, the, the psychological aspect, they can certainly help you get after it in the gym, but again, just don't rely on it. Now with, with pre-workouts, there are a few ingredients that you really want to, uh, have in there that are beneficial. And that's your, your, your caffeine. These are the main three, your caffeine, your beta alanine and your L-citrulline. Those things are like, have actually been shown to help. Um, the rest of the stuff, uh, can definitely help. Uh, sometimes you might have like L-carnitine in there. Uh, but You'll also have similar situation with those protein powders. You're going to have a lot of artificial flavors, colorings, sweeteners. Um, and if this is something you're consuming on a regular basis, which I hope you're not, is this going to be beneficial for your long-term health? I, we don't know. We know based on, you know, maybe short-term studies, but we don't know about lifelong use. So um, you kind of want to look out for that. I use, co- like, and if you feel like you want to use caffeine to give you that edge, I think you should take some time to make your own concoction. Like you can just go get caffeine at the store. You can go get caffeine and make your own little pre-workout. You can you can you can use cold brew coffee. You can you know you can do whatever you want, but have some fun with it. Explore with it. Make your own little like flavorful drink that has some caffeine in it that you like to take. Uh, and that's a supernatural. You know exactly what's in it. There aren't any proprietary blends where they're hiding the ingredients from you. You know exactly what you're consuming. And that helps you muster up a little bit of energy to go to the gym here and there when you're absolutely dragging. Fine, go for it. So uh, that's kind of my take on pre-workouts. Again, can be helpful, but just make sure you don't rely on it. Last one is collagen peptides. Now, this is actually one that I've changed my mind on. Um, Well, with collagen in general, but not necessarily collagen peptides. So in my opinion, collagen peptides are completely overhyped. The big like pitfall of peptides is that like they're seen as a protein supplement and the that protein has extremely low levels of branched chain amino acids and other amino acids um and it's not the best like nutritive protein so you know doing something that's like dairy egg or like rice and pea protein or or soy protein is far more beneficial in terms of the protein there so people will like take the collagen peptides to get the protein and get the joint, uh, hair, skin, and nail benefit. Now, if, if that's something that you want to do, I would just recommend taking something that's just collagen and forgetting about the protein part, uh, because there, I guess there are studies that have, that have shown that, that stuff actually can be beneficial for those things. Again, nothing crazy, like not a night and day difference, but you're going to need to have, you know, you're going to need to have good overall health. You're going to need to exercise. 
um, and, and make sure you're eating healthy with plenty of micronutrients as well to, to, to get the benefits of this, of this supplement. It's not like you can just be a completely unhealthy, extremely morbidly obese, you know, chronically diseased individual and think that, oh, taking this one collagen supplement is going to help me drastically. You know, if you have the building blocks, the little pebbles will help or can help. Okay. So I would just recommend if you're trying to do it for that purpose, for like the joint, hair, skin, and nails, specifically the joint, um, just do the collagen in and of itself. And then if you want to do a protein powder, get something completely different. Like we talked about earlier. Okay. Um, so that's, that's my take on collagen peptides uh, and hair, skin, and nails. Another good thing, beneficial thing can actually be red light therapy. Uh, good quality red lights uh, can actually help with this quite a bit. There are a lot of crappy ones out there since this has become a very um, big exploding uh, market. So uh, this, what was I going to say? Oh, the red light therapy can actually be a big help there. Um, and if you want to do the collagen, go for it. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend the peptides just because you're like, you're paying more for the collagen and the crappy protein when really all you need is the collagen. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what I would recommend. Again, you don't need it whatsoever to have better hair, skin, and nails. Okay. So just keep that in mind. All right. Now let's talk about, man, I've taken up a lot of time here. Let's talk about um, what you can look out for with these supplements and where you can go to see what you can trust. Like I've mentioned, I think you should look out for a lot of ingredients that don't seem necessary, artificial flavors, colors, sweetenings, sweeteners, um, and then a lot of other fillers that don't seem necessary. I think minimal ingredients are best. Minimal ingredients are best. I like to have five or less ingredients if I'm ever looking at a supplement, five or less. I don't see any need for there to be more. Uh, okay, so that's what you can look at as far as the nutrition label on the back goes. But the issue is, how do you know that what you're getting on the nutrition label is true? Well, you're going to have to check third-party tests. Now, there are a few different places that you can do this. One of my favorites is labdoor.com. You can get a, it's very user-friendly. You can get a, a, a number score depending on, uh, you know, that, with, that factors in um, third-party testing, the label accuracy, and more. So you can figure out, okay, this is overall a quality supplement. This is overall poo-poo supplement. Um, and then you make your decision from there. Consumer Labs is another place where you can uh, try to see what the third-party labs look like for those supplements. And then two things that you can look out for when you're actually purchasing the supplement are these two stamps. One is Clean Label Project. Uh, Clean Label Project is an organization that goes through supplements basically to make sure you're getting exactly what it promises. Um, and that stamp will be on that supplement. It'll say Clean Label Project Certified. It looks like a little ribbon, I believe. Um, and then another one is NSF Certified. That's another big organization um, that does something similar. So NSF is another thing that you'll see on those supplements. Um, and that's usually a pretty good sign that you, you know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, the last thing that I would say when it comes to supplements is that they're like most other things in life, you're going to get what you pay for. Okay. A lot of people out there, they just want to be like, I need the supplement and I need the best one and I need it to be cheap. It's like, well, that's asinine. You're asking for a Lamborghini. That's $50,000. Okay. Um, you're going to need to pay for quality. And if you don't pay for quality, you're not going to get quality. That's just the way it freaking works. Okay. There's a reason that the protein that I get is more expensive because it's whey protein isolate. It's much more concentrated. And it's one of the purest out there from third-party labs. So I'm going to pay more for that because I'm, I'm literally paying for pure protein. Like I'm paying for more protein. The reason that you're not paying for uh, protein is probably because the protein isn't quality protein and there's not as much in there as they promise you. A lot of big companies have been caught, you know, saying that there's 20 grams of protein per scoop, but really there's 15 or 13. So that's something you want to look out for. Um, the price is going to play a role. 
Okay, don't try to just take the cheapest route. So that's what I recommend. I hope this this episode on supplements has helped in some way. Uh, if you know someone that needs to listen to this, uh, send them here. Spread the love. Share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.